This much we do know. If there's a government shutdown, it won't spoil Thanksgiving. Instead, it threatens Christmas. After Congress passed and the president late last week signed a continuing resolution to December 20th. It leaves a lot of open questions, though, as we hear from Bloomberg government editorial director Lauren Duggan. So they have kicked the stone down the road. What happens next, Lauren? So we do have these four weeks to figure out what happens next up on Capitol Hill. But some of the issues that have dominated the talks all year long are persisting. The first is that Democrats and Republicans in Congress and on the White House have yet to agree on how to divide up money among the 12 spending bills. So even though we've seen action through committee and on the House and Senate floors, there's still not a shared understanding between the Senate and the House on how much will go into each of the dozen appropriations bills. Until you have that, it makes it a lot harder to move forward with any sort of final package of bills, whether it's all of them or even a selection of them. So negotiators have been trying. They've been meeting frequently, trading offers back and forth, but there still has been no consensus on what to do there. One of the big things that's been holding it up is something that's been going on for several years, and that's funding for the border wall. President Trump wanted $8.6 billion for that, split between Homeland Security and Defense. Uh, Democrats don't really want any border wall funding, and last year there was only about $1.4 billion. So um, with those two things undecided, progress is stalled. Now, negotiators say they're working and they're optimistic, but in our daily budget newsletter, we've seen the rise and the fall of how that optimism has gone. So um, when they get back to town and while they're even gone this week, I'm sure there will be phone calls trying to make some progress on that. Um, if they get a deal on those allocations, which are sometimes referred to as the 302B numbers, um, we could see some bills start to get negotiated fairly quickly and maybe even churned out into a package that can pass before December 20th. Lawmakers, even in their most optimistic moments, though, don't think that they could wrap up all 12 necessarily by the end of the year, especially with those border wall questions still hanging over them. So between now and December 20th, some big questions and uh, a lot of talking that still needs to happen. And is it accurate to say that the negotiations on these individual 12 spending bills that devolve into line by line at the agencies, where Congress members sometimes have interests pretty deep down, that's the slow, difficult part versus just simply passing another CR. It can be. I mean, you know, agencies like full-year funding bills because the money flows through and gets decided at various levels down to the individual programs that sometimes have to be carried out. So agencies want those fluctuations to happen, and members of Congress want to make those happen as well. So what we've seen in the past is that the lead negotiators on these bills, which tend to be the subcommittee chairman and ranking members in both chambers, can work pretty quickly on these things. When, when they have a final number, they can make their puts and takes and come up with a package of numbers that add up to their allocation. Uh, we've seen a handshake agreement earlier this year to try and avoid poison pill riders, although the definition of that can vary from member to member, and one person's reasonable policy choice is another person's poison pill. But if, if given the number and the time and you know the inclination to wrap something up, they could get these bills done relatively quickly if they you know have laid the groundwork. Some discussions have undoubtedly already happened around. Well, if if we had this, what would you do? If we had that much, what would we do? Um, but you know that final number is really important to make it everything add up. And do you think bitterness over the way that the impeachment hearings have gone between Republicans and Democrats, could that spill over into those budget negotiations or can they put that behind them and talk about the issue at hand? I mean, we've seen a lot of 
you know, talk about trying to walk and chew gum here with Democrats trying to pursue legislation, even as they're holding these impeachment inquiry and the public hearings around that. Uh, the Lowy, Anita Lowy, who's the chairwoman in the House, and Richard Shelby, the chairman in the Senate, do seem to have a pretty good working relationship. They are meeting. They had a positive meeting, they say, with Stephen Mnuchin, the Treasury Secretary, uh, recently. So there do seem to be talks. There do seem to be activity there. It hasn't ground to a halt, which is what I think some people assume is the worst case scenario. If you do this impeachment thing, we can't do anything on any other piece of legislation. But that so far doesn't seem to be the case, as we saw with the continuing resolution that with you know some grumbling and, and some delay in getting the votes eventually passed and was signed into law before the deadline hit. We're speaking with Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. And what's going on with the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Bill, which uh, they're really late relative to even Congress's performance on that one? Right. This is a bill that is considered must-pass legislation. They've been doing it for almost six decades straight every year, passing this piece of legislation. It's been slowed a lot this year, as you mentioned. And we've seen um, Chairman Inhofe on the Senate side who's a Republican, release a so-called skinny bill a couple weeks ago that would strip the NDAA back to its barest provisions, what you need to, you know, have the important authorities the Defense Department needs to to carry on its business going into next year. Uh, But the talks seemed to be kind of hit or miss last week with Adam Smith, the House chairman, saying there were a few issues, including the border wall, which has entered into the defense debate, holding it up. Um, They were optimistic that they could still reach an agreement and maybe put it to a vote before the end of the year and the three weeks before December 20th when lawmakers are looking to leave and hopefully doing so with the government funded and the NDAA signed. But we'll have to see if they can you know, put all the finishing touches on that and get a package that can pass in both chambers. And do they, after they leave for Thanksgiving, they do have some period of work in Washington before the Christmas break? What's the schedule look like between now and December 20th. It was initially looking like just two weeks when they set the calendar for the beginning of the year. But with the CR through December 20th, um, lawmakers have been told to be in town or plan to be in town from the week of December 16th through 20th. Um, I think everyone hopes they can wrap up by then. But as we've seen before, sometimes they can slip a day or two if there's important business that they're trying to wrap up. Um, you know, there's the spending talks, there's what's next on the impeachment inquiry, and there's a number of other issues that lawmakers are trying to deal with either as a standalone bill or throwing into one of the must-pass packages before the end of the year. So there's certainly a lot for them to do when they get back. And Mitch McConnell in the Senate has said that he would proceed with some sort of a trial. He wants to follow the process to its logical conclusion, whatever that might be. When would that happen and overlay all of these other issues? Well, it depends on what the House does. And lawmakers, having finished two weeks of public hearings, have to decide what they're doing next. Do they go to the Judiciary Committee with their recommendations and have the Judiciary Committee hold more proceedings? Uh, How long does it take to draw up the articles and get them to the House floor if indeed that's the direction they plan? Um, We probably wouldn't see a trial this year based on what the timing is looking like because, you know, this is a couple of weeks left to go before you'd probably have a vote in the House to impeach, which would then send it over to the Senate. Uh, we could see a trial next year when, you know, the timing of that, I think, will depend on a number of things, including what else the Senate needs to do. Um, one pressure that will be put on some of the senators themselves is that they want to be on the campaign trail and they may have to stay in Washington um, for this trial. And that's a constitutional responsibility that they'll try and take very seriously and um, obviously be in their seats to hear all the testimony and, and speeches that come with the Senate trial, as we last saw you know, some 20 years ago with the uh, Bill Clinton impeachment. 
Any big confirmations on the agenda? The biggest one is the energy secretary. His confirmation votes in the Senate are straddling the recess. Before the recess, the Senate voted to invoke cloture or limit debate, but that debate time is extending over the recess, and um, that confirmation vote will happen when the Senate comes back. Um, Mitch McConnell has churned out a number of judges at both the district and circuit court levels um, this year, and I would expect to see more of those. And then um, some lower-level nominations could move, too. Often, as you run towards the end of the year, there's a package that Democrats and Republicans can work out together of less controversial nominations that they can do quickly in a, a big bunch right before they leave for the longer recess that we'll see over the holiday period. Lauren Duggan is editorial director of Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, If you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 